Welcome to A Court of Swish and Flick, A Court of Thorns and Roses podcast. To the people who look at the stars and wish, we welcome you to episode 43 of A Court of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Veronica Luna. Thank you, Veronica. Thanks, Veronica. Thanks, Veronica. You got a cool name. And today we are going to be discussing chapter three of A Court of Mist and Fury. I am still so happy to be done with A Court of Thorns and Roses. <laughs> yes, but we still have so much longer with the blonde person. Ta- Tamlin. Oh, Tamlin. Oh, Tamlin. We'll eventually He's get away from problematic. him. He's problematic. Let's talk about some red flags. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All the red flags. Um, so, okay, so make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform. And if you feel so inclined, share this episode with your friends because if you like us, maybe they will too. Also, we're explicit adults only, please. You've been warned. There's normally lots of swears and inappropriate conversation. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Court of Swish and Flick. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash a court of social and flick supporting our podcast obviously keeps us going and you'll get access to our exclusive facebook group our discord channel live recordings once a month our episodes come out early for patrons thank you so much for your support and you can send any questions concerns funny stuff whatever to our email at a court of social flick at gmail.com gmail <laughs> also like if you think about it patreon help to bring us here so we really just absolutely appreciate our patrons the patrons of court patrons of swish and we love you all very much because you made leaky con happen this year and surprise surprise for people listening we're at leaky con (laughs) (laughs) i don't think we said that yet (laughs) okay so i'm going to give you a little recap of what last we heard in chapter two it's a spicy one yeah. It is a, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, it hits different when it's live, okay? It hits different. <laughs> Just think of Taylor Swift. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want <laughs> Okay, it's not. Do that you funny. want me to read it? No, I'll do it. All right, do it. I don't want to hear another male's name on your lips right now, he growled and lowered his mouth to me. At the first stroke of his tongue, I stopped arguing. Shh, Vera. <laughs> you did so well. Good job. Thank you. Good job. So we start chapter three with some Tamlin guilt. Um, he has feelings? Apparently. <laughs> Is it guilt? No. Well, we actually end up hearing in this chapter that this was Lucian's idea and not Tamlin's. That's what so. I'm saying. Like, I feel like... Again, it's, we're in Feyre's head. I, she thinks it's Tamlin's guilt it's because Lucian's she guilt. loves him. Okay. So, <laughs> Lucian is waiting to take her to a nearby village. She gets to leave the house. Um, Shocking. <laughs> she, and then she says, this is like in her head though, she's like, I hadn't visited in well over a month. Which means that, like, that's how long she's been cooped up in the house, right? So she can't remember the last time she'd even left the grounds. And that, I mean, that gives me such anxiety because, like, I can't 
Um, I mean, like, trust me, I need my, like, homebody time, mm-hmm. but I can't have it forced on me. And, like, we all remember this from COVID, Lock- right? Lockdown like, times, right? Yeah. That's basically what she's feeling right now. I, it's a horrible feeling. Yeah. Um, so, I just wanted to read this little bit. So... The horses were already saddled outside the front doors of the stables, and I counted the sentries by the distant gates, four, on either side of the house, two at each corner, and the ones now by the garden through which I'd just exited, two. Though none spoke, their eyes pressed on me. Is that how many people they're traveling with, or just how many people are, like, there in the moment? I think it's just how many are there at the moment. He's, like, guarded this place for her. Too bad it doesn't work. I think, right? (laughs) Or, Or are those people traveling with them? No. Um, it feels like the people that are stationed are probably not, but... So that's what I'm wondering, like, these are the people who, like, are constantly watching her to make sure that she doesn't go as, go any further? I mean, she's literally trapped. She's, she's imprisoned in this place because if she... There's no free will here for her to go where she would want to venture. They're yeah. there to stop her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so pissed off Farah is my favorite and we get her right now so she like shoves Lucian's shoulder as he goes to get on the horse and is like a tumble off I'm gonna swear because it's in the text Mm, okay I'm allowed I just made that rule I hope Leaky Khan doesn't care (laughs) a tumble off your damned horse I hissed shoving his shoulder why did you lie about the Naga Um, so it was actually like, we don't see the moment that he's lying to her. We find out that he lied because in the last chapter, Tamlin actually tells her the truth. Which is kind of weird. Um, so like, noting that like, at this moment, she has so much trauma from the ending of A Court of Thorns and Roses that like, even the sight of Lucian's hair that mm-hmm. isn't identical to Amarantha at all is triggering enough to her, mm-hmm. which I think is, um, it's just sad. She like has to like mentally coach herself through it. Like Amarantha's hair is darker, her face is creamier white. It's mm-hmm. not like the sun-kissed golden skin of Lucian. Like she has to like She has to like pull remind herself, herself like yeah. this is not her, mm-hmm. it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so... He then is like, well, I did technically fall off my horse. And then I just, I underlined this because I thought it was funny that this is what she thought. She's like, such a fairy way of thinking of lying. And I, it's like, well, um, you're one of them now, which is funny. And she still mm-hmm. has this bias against them, right? Like, even yeah, though yeah. she is now a part of them, mm-hmm. she still views them as separate from her which I find interesting. I feel like Nesta goes through this, too. I feel like I just yeah. read this. Fay body, Flames. human heart. Yes, at the, like, the beginning of Silver Flames, right? She feels mm-hmm. that, too. Um, and then it's noted here that like Lucian has pity in his eyes, and I think that it's telling to think right now that like Lucian doesn't necessarily agree with everything that Tamlin's doing. Definitely not, no. Um, then say something. Well, he do he, something. But he does, though. But hold on. He explains why he can't, Katie. He can't. He, oh, okay. He oftentimes they, will push back, but there's only so far he can push because Tamlin's high lord and his word is his word and that's it. We yeah. must have Olda. 
No. That's a good crossover. No. How many decrees are on the wall? <laughs> a lot. Sure. Um, so I highlighted these as red flags. Yeah. Um, you should have used a red you highlighter. You should have used red. Uh, I know. Oh, man. So she says, I don't want your damn pity. Again, it's in the text. I can say it. It's not pity. Tamlin said I shouldn't tell you. And as soon as he said that, he winced. So, like, again, we are just getting this idea that he is hiding things from her. Um, and he is very much the patriarchy at this moment. Because, like, Lucian also, and, like, Lucian, too. I think I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but whatever. So Lucian is talking about how, like, you know, there's just a way that things are. You're marrying a high lord. You have to do these duties. Like, this is how it is. Duties. I was going to say it. <laughs> duties. And, like, why yeah. does it have to be that way? Uh, well, this, that's the way it's always been. I'm not going to rock the boat. I mean, he does. It's we the just tie. got out of this really tough time. We have to go back to our roots. There's we have no to high make lady. sure, like, rebuild everything. Yeah. Um, can I jump back just a tiny bit uh-huh. about the fact that Feyre has a long list in her head of places where she can and cannot endure yeah. in the manor. And it also makes me think back to um, Thorns and Roses when she was looking for escape routes, right, throughout everything and memorizing where yes. where things are, where these windows are, where, where doors are. It feels very like that. Because in that book, she's also technically kind of imprisoned in there. She's always thinking about survival, even in two different situations. Yeah. And it she doesn't end. It just reminds me so much sometimes of Katniss Everdeen. It's... So mm -hmm. weird. Mm. I haven't read that series in a long time, so you I don't really should remember. read it before the new movie comes out. Are we starting another podcast? Oh, the <laughs> no, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have time for anything else in my life. Mm, I love to. Yeah. Um, oh, the prequel movie. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, I did read that book. Do I remember it? No, but okay, I'll see the movie. <laughs> um. So she also then, like, kind of bites back at Lucian, like, I'm not made of glass. Like, I, I deserve to know that this happened to you. Mm. And he just shuts it down by saying, Tamlin's my high lord. He gives an order. I follow it. Um, but then she was like, uh, you didn't have that mentality. Oh, my gosh. That mentality. Mentality. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's not wrong. Um, when you worked around his commands to send me to see the surreal. So. And nearly died, right? Valid. Mm -hmm. So then he likes, has this little speech, and he goes, he's giving you as much free reign as he can. I'm like, is he? Stretching the truth. Problematic. I, she, and then she says, I forced a steady breath to fill my too tight lungs. So I think that like, as soon as she hears that line, it's again like, almost like the idea of like this panic attack coming on where you just like feel the walls pressing in on you. You're like, I really have no way out of this. Yeah. And like I went to go, like I, she gave everything to free them from the curse just to get imprisoned, basically. Again. Yes. Think it's about how imprisoned sad. she has felt. I mean, since she was in the human lands, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. basically like a prison. And like for a long time, even in the human lands, that was 
prison, like, you know? Is that what you were saying? I literally said that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying when she got to Prithian. Guys, like, it ever was since like when she was in the human land. What are we fighting about? I don't know. No, I thought you were saying it was like ever since she was taken from the human land. No, 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 no. Even, even but, there. Yeah. Because, like, what do you, what do, you do? You get right. your outside time to go and hunt and then mm -hmm. sell pelts. And hopefully make enough money to survive. And maybe buy a little bit of paint. Little bit of paint. Mm -hmm. So he's going on and he's just saying like, he's terrified. He's terrified of seeing you in his enemy's hands. And I literally, I was like, it just kind of sounds like he really needs some therapy if I'm being honest. The thing that gets me about that sentence within itself. So he's terrified. And then the next part, terrified is italicized, of terrified of seeing you in his enemy's hands. And they know it too. He, he did nothing under the mountain. Like, how dare you even say that you're terrified of this when you sat there, eyes glazed over, did nothing. Just because you ended up Killing her a little bit in the end. <laughs> he gave everything he could, Tiffany. <laughs> you sound like Marty right now. <laughs> he gave it all. But like, but like, that's what really gets me. It's like, you, you did nothing. Reese, Reese did so much. Wow. And those are the enemies, right? When, when I'm reading this, it, it, terrified of seeing you in his enemy's hands, right? She has the bargain with Reese. She would have to go back. He hasn't called upon that bargain just yet. And they know it, like too. Including Reese, right? Like, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, who the enemies, the yeah. quote-unquote enemies are in this. Makes me feel like it's just like the night court's trying to gonna, gonna try and get Feyre. So that's why we've got to have all this. Well, guess what? But also, <laughs> at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter how much you put up to protect her. A bargain is a bargain in their world. And they know that. And she's going to have know. to go to yeah. the night court at some point as soon as he asks. Yeah. So, Don't yeah. Tamlin knows Reese is better than him. <laughs> this was where I put in my notes, the freaking patriarchy, am I right? Lucian says, isn't that what all, wi all human women wish for? A handsome fairy lord to wed and shower them with riches for the rest of their lives? And I'm like, she's not human anymore. Okay. I, but she wouldn't want that anyway. I know, but I'm just saying, like, he's That's still like, talking about her like she is human. Yeah. Which annoys me. Um, and I love Lucian as the books go on. He grows. He comes around. He grows. Um, and he, he says, Tamil's a high lord. You will be his wife. There are traditions and expectations you must uphold. Blah, blah, frickin' blah. There's no such thing as a high lady. Lies. Lies. Good to know you're still a prick, Lucian. That's a quote. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and then he goes on to explain the tithe. So he's talking about how, like, this is the first time that he's doing this since the curse was lifted, right? Yeah, and he, he like, pushed it back. And he pushed it back even more. Month, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, the tithe is basically taxes, right? So twice a year, you must pay a tithe to help keep Tamlin's estate running, he was so kind to push it back a month. After then, war and devastation. Right. Thanks, Tamlin. Is this Downton Abbey? Oh. Keep my estate running. Right? <laughs> I love Downton Abbey. Yeah, anyway. Me too, I know. 
as Tamlin's wife, she's expected to be there and like sit with them. And then if they don't have it, she's also expected to like be there for that. And then like Tamlin has to make a decision. And if they don't pay it in a certain amount of time, he has to hunt them down on Ianthe's orders. Like it's all very. Is that to die? I think. Or to take, their, take some stuff. You know what I mean? If they can't pay the taxes, what's going to be there for them to take from them? I don't know. House, land. I guess. Furniture. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, also, like, if you're out here just, like, killing people, we, you're not going to have money anyway. I would say it's to kill them because she immediately thinks horrible, brutal. Yeah. So that well, was, like, what I assumed. Yeah. Um, and then he's just like, give him time, Feyre. Let's just get through the wedding and then get through Tithe and then get through this and then that and then this and then that and then like in 12 months it'll be fine. That's mm. not what he says, but basically she has to remain prisoner for more time and like she's like, I have given him time. I can't stay cooped up in this house forever. And I just like struggle with, I mean, I under, like I, I struggle with why he doesn't want to train her like wouldn't that help her more if she were to get into enemy's hands i i think that his thought behind that is that he doesn't want to make her so even more so desirable to the other courts because he's afraid because it's she is so, so powerful so backwards well it's tamlin it just is a lot of excuses yeah, um absolutely and then, like, Lucian basically is like, don't make me pick between the two of you. Like, again, just reiterating, like, he is my high lord and I have to follow his orders. Um, and she's frustrated because she says, you're deliberately not telling me things, though. And, like, that's what's frustrating me. And then this is when we get a little bit of Lucian background. Ooh, yeah, this is rough. So he then tells her about how he was forced to watch as his father butchered not his mate, but a female that he loved. Right. And his brothers forced him to watch. I want to know, like, for future reference on Eris's arc, like, what were you doing during this? Eris? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I don't either. Um, and he's like, there was no magic spell or no miracle to bring her back. And... Like, there were no gathered high lords to resurrect her. Mm -hmm. That's and a dig. Yeah, and she died. And I will never forget the moment when I heard her heart stop beating. And then he says, Tamlin got what I didn't. Um, Maybe that's why he's, like, over... Not only because Tamlin is high, high lord in his words law, but, like, overdoing it because he knows how much... I hate saying this. How much favor means to Tamlin. <laughs> But, like, maybe because that's what he didn't have, so he wants to give that to his friend and make sure his friend has those things. Yeah, it makes sense. It just makes me sad for Feyre. And I also do kind of feel like that's, I mean, I don't know. Is that, like, is that victim blaming? Like, she had no say in what happened to her. Yeah. And, like, just because there's a comparison story and, like, I don't, I don't know. It bothers me. Yeah. So... Um, so they go, they make it to this village, and they are, I'm sorry, I lost my place. Okay, so she, they make it to the village, and then she's, like, seeing all of these people literally rebuilding the village from, um, 
from like when it, oh my gosh, what is wrong with my brain today? It was destroyed. It was destroyed, thank you, that's what I wanted. You're welcome. Um, and then she's just thinking like, it's so weird to see like this type of normalcy within Prithian. Like, mm -hmm. it's so magical and mystical and the fairyland. You don't think about how like they have to do the same things that the humans do when things go wrong, you know? Um, and as they're walking through the village, she's realizing that like everybody is, yes, looking at Lucian, but mostly looking at her. Yeah. Because she is their hero. Like she is why they're able to be rebuilding right now. And um, this is when we hear for the first time her new nickname, Feyre Cursebreaker, which I love. I have a shirt that mm -hmm. says Cursebreaker on it. It's very pretty. Mm -hmm. So at this moment though, when she like realizes all these eyes are on her, she immediately starts thinking about how like she's grateful that she has long sleeves on and that she has gloves on. And I was like, it be, it's because she's like ashamed of her tattoo, right? Yeah. Mm. I would think. Yeah. Well, it would sort of look like she has allegiance to another court, even though she yeah, doesn't right now. Yeah, because she's walking through spring with this night court stuff yeah. all over her. Um, so this literally went on at every, okay, no, not that, I'm sorry. They then were asking if they could help, and everybody was yeah. saying, no, the debt is paid, no, the debt is paid, because what Feyre did was worth so much, they could never take more from her, basically. Like, they don't want to take her help, because what she did was just, like, un, like it was just more than anybody could ever do. And it breaks my heart that there's, like, this... Each one is thinking that they are doing the absolute right thing, right? Mm -hmm. The people of the villages are like, you know, no, you did everything for us. We could never take, like, your your, your manual labor and helping us rebuild or, or whatever the, the thought behind that is. And they don't understand how much she needs to right. do that. Yeah. Yeah. And she's trying to heal herself, which she I feel like she can't get a grab on it because she's utterly destroyed um, with what she had to do to save everyone. And she's trying to get a little bit of that humanity back. And it's, it's, she literally can't. People aren't letting her. Yeah. It's sad because everybody grieves differently. And the fact that they're trying to box her into this one certain way to grieve is what is like so sad for her. Paint, 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 paint. She has no heart to paint. Right. And, like, what she's used to is, what, like, if you think when she did live in the human lands, I mean, the things that she had to do to survive were what gave her purpose to keep going. So the fact that now she, I mean, she has everything that she could ever want, right? Mm -hmm. She doesn't need to go out and do anything, but right. she still has that urge. And sh there is a perfect place for her to go and do these things that will help her heal. And, yes, these people have good intentions, but, like, like you were saying, she literally needs that to feel like she yeah. has a purpose. Like, her purpose is not planning a wedding. Like, that's not Feyre. It's not Feyre. It's terrible to feel like you have one purpose when your heart leads you to what its true purpose is, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like she has a lot of feelings of, like, the mother connection, right? Where she she takes care of people. Like, we see her doing this throughout the rest of the series and she wants to take care of these people mm -hmm. and she she's not able to yeah that's why it's like 
it's so it's so nice to see like the differences between how she can grieve a type of war here versus in later books when right. she's in the night court um, and like how she has places for like an outlet like that and like she it's just a very vast difference mm -hmm. so like this happens everywhere that they go um, and like they're very polite with their rejections but like they will not and sh and she's just like, did Tamlin tell you to bring me out and about like on purpose, like to prove? And he's like, no, actually it was my idea. Like they're not going to, and I basically want you to stop asking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is when he talks about like where these people were when they were under the mountain because they were not under the mountain. The, the people who are rebuilding were not Right. Amaranth, they had them in camps. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah, I think a, I, I also forgot about those. Can, can we do another poll? We had some people walk into the room. Who has read all of Akatar? Okay, who has read all of Throne of Glass? Who has read all of Crescent City? Okay. Um, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that to you today, but... Um, for future reference, if, if you decide to subscribe and download our podcast, we would appreciate it. But we are spoilers. We're going to go across um, the mass verse, if you will, because it's, in our opinion, absolutely necessary, especially as these books continue to roll out. But the camps, it's, I feel like I did forget because mm -hmm. you just, I don't know, you're just reading this book and it's like, oh my gosh, everybody's under the mountain. No, these people, she's got people outside the mountain dealing, horrible term, with the rest of the people in these courts. Right. Well, and like having to deal with all those creatures too, like the Naga, like they were just running rampant right. wherever they wanted to go. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to like read the little paragraph that Lucian says. So he has no Amarantha had, and he pauses, camps for them. The nobles and favored fairies were allowed to dwell under the mountain, but if the people of a court weren't working to bring in goods and food, they were locked in camps in a network of tunnels beneath the mountain, thousands of them crammed into chambers and tunnels with no light, no air for 50 years. And Fa like, Fair is just taken aback by that information. She's like, no one said anything. Yeah. Um, because they weren't allowed to talk about it. And she just, like, she, she literally starts to feel sick. And she... She's like, which I, I don't know why this would help, but she's like, yeah, but this wedding, yes, perhaps it would be the start of that healing. Because they're still, like, messing with her brain. Brainwashing, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. What, the, the wedding? Yeah. Maybe they feel like, like it would I, be something for the spring court to, like, look forward to and something to celebrate, something positive in the direction of their court to yeah. be rebuilt. But we know that, you know, that doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> And Lucian's basically, I mean, like, he is sorry. He's like, I'm, like, I know you wanted to help. I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, it's just not going to happen. And, and this is when she starts, like, it start, like, it starts to really sink in that she has a unending existence in this world. Mm -hmm. And I think at this point she's really unhappy about being immortal. Well, she has to live with what she's done yeah. until... And she can't grieve it, like we've time. said throughout this whole chapter. Like, yeah. She has a never-ending existence, and she can't grieve 
what she had to do to get it. She can't even talk about it with who's the person who's supposed to be the love of her life. Right. I yeah. mean, she tried, and he turned into a beast and laid at the bed like a pup. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, he he has trauma that he has to work through as well, and yes. there's miscommunication all over the place and lack of communication all over the place, and that's not going to heal anything for either of them. Right. I mean, they both have... I mean, she has trauma before she was even in Prithian, or not Prithian, in the Feylands. So, like, yeah. Good luck. And also, I need to say this because um, you're a big old, you guys are big old Swifties, but the entire wedding chapter gives me Speak Now vibes, like, so much. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> or New Girl vibes, which also has Taylor Swift in it. Oh, really? Yeah, she's oh the one God, who stands right. up and speaks now. <laughs> I love it. Do we have Swifties here? Oh, yeah. look at that. <laughs> Very good. Okay. That's the chapter. It's kind of a shorty, right? Mm -hmm. It's a short chapter. It's like us. Any final thoughts? Um, I think that Lucian's in a terrible place. What is that? Rock in a hard place is, the, is yeah. the saying. I feel like there's not much that he can do. I feel like he pushes back as much as he can without necessarily getting disrespectful of his high lord. Um, I just, it's all very unfortunate, but it's all very much good layers of the cake of the story. You know it's what I mean? It's necessary for the, for the story. Yeah. I just feel bad she can't grieve. No one wants to listen to her. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Where are you, Reese? He's coming. <laughs> Not soon enough. Yeah, what chapter is that? How much longer do we have to go? I think it's 12, isn't it? Right? What? Is that what someone said? Is it 12? 12 what? chapters, 12 in, the chapters in the spring court. Do you know what's really telling, too, is that when she gets to the night court and she changes her clothes and she feels, like, super cozy, I'm like, girlfriend, there's, that's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> You're not in lace and delicate things. You know, she, she feels good. Okay, so you can find your hosts, Megan and Katie, are on Instagram and TikTok at The Petrus Family. I am Tiffany. I am on Instagram and TikTok at TiffSwish underscore Flick. Thank you for listening and your support. We appreciate you so much. Take care. And remember, only you can decide what breaks you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love the amount of people that like trickled in this room for this. Um, so we appreciate you all so very much. Thank you so much for coming out. And if you came in late, we are a court of swish and flick. We are a reread of the mass verse. So go ahead and hit that little subscribe button that I know that's on your phone and your hand probably right now. <laughs> and thank you so much. We love you guys. 